Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Uncensored with Ed Young. If you're a pastor looking for creative sermons, transcripts, and media, visit creativepastors.com. For more leadership handles, follow Ed on social media and check out edyoung.com. We also want to invite you to join us every weekend at Fellowship Church. Visit one of our many locations or even join us online. For locations and experience times, visit fellowshipchurch.com. And now, it's time for the raw and real. This is Leadership Uncensored. Troy, it's great to have you here. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's been a long time. I know. I know. Troy, uh, man, what do you say about Troy? Troy, I got to tell you, a funny story about, about what happened one day with you. I've told the story a lot, and I'll, I'll tell it again because people here probably never heard it. Back in the day, Troy, as you know, when we first started fellowship, we had this you know, small little church. And you know I knew because we were in Irving that there was a good chance some of the cowboys would come to our church. And so I remember telling everybody, hey, you know, if a cowboy comes, just, let's just try to treat everybody normal. Everybody's like, okay, okay, okay. So I'm going to church, and our church is, again, tiny. And I see all these people out there, they're just smiling. I mean, they're like, hey, Ed. I go, hey, Troy Aikman's here. I just saw Troy. I go, man, that's awesome. That's great, man. So I keep going. I walk in. People serve me coffee. Pastor, I just saw Troy Aikman. Troy. This is before Troy. You guys have won all the Super Bowls and everything. They were just freaking out. I go, man, good. Second time, Troy Aikman. So I'm going backstage, an usher. I, I just saw Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman, he's a Cowboys quarterback. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm glad Troy's here. I'd never met you before. So we go backstage and um, we have a prayer before we go out. And one of the guys is praying, he goes, the Lord is so great to have Troy Aikman. <laughs> I swear, I go, wow, okay, Troy's here. So we walk out, it was back in the day, Troy, we had the throne chairs on stage, you know. So I walk out, we're sitting there, and you know, there's a couple of pastors by me, and Owen Goff, God bless him, he, he leaned over to me. Is Owen here? Where, Owen, are you here? Owen, Owen? He's probably upstairs. <laughs> Owen Goff, Troy, right before I got up to preach, he said, Pastor, if you'd remember, Troy Aikman is here. <laughs> Troy Aikman is here. That's all I want to say. <laughs> Troy. Talk to us about leadership. Now, when I say leadership, because obviously you're an amazing leader, what, what comes to mind? Uh, respect, probably. Uh, you know, I just think about uh, whatever my style is or isn't, I think about the people who I have followed mm -hmm. uh, in my own life and, and, the, and the people who have had the biggest impact on me and the ones who have done the best job of leading me have uh, the first the first trait every one of them has is uh, that I have uh, respect for them. Who and who were the who were some of your mentors? Well, Terry for? Donahue uh, certainly comes to mind. I have high school coaches, uh, and they're not and they're not all coaches, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jimmy Johnson certainly was a was a great leader for our teams, and 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 each one of those uh, men uh, have a different style, but. For me to be led, I have to first respect the person who wants me to follow exactly. them. Exactly. And, uh, and it's real important. Maybe I, I would think that's probably pretty common for most everyone in here. Yes, it is. But, uh, but, but maybe for some, uh, that's not a requirement. But for me, it's uh, first on the list. Troy, when did you know you were a great athlete? I mean, did you just wake up one day and go, dang, <laughs> I am talented? I mean, when, when did you know? Well, with that introduction, I just learned that I'm a living legend. You so are I mean, a living I, legend, I Troy. Like, <laughs> I mean, you are. 
That, yes. uh, that kind of got me laughing a little yeah, bit. That's a but, fact. Uh, you know, I, uh, I love sports from uh, the time I was, uh, you know, as young as I can remember. Uh -huh. And I, you know, I worked at it, but yet things came pretty naturally for me. So I guess from the very first time I, I picked up a ball, I, I thought that I was a pretty good athlete. You know, yeah. I, was, I, I knew that I was one of the better players on the field. How, Troy, have you kept... <laughs> yes, true. That's funny. <laughs> Troy, how, how have you kept uh, grounded? Because, you know, I've, I've known you for years. I see you around and whatever. And you're, you're a very grounded person. I mean, I just, just... Okay, just think about this. Wherever Troy goes, you're great. You're awesome. I mean, you're great. You're awesome. And, and he, of course he is. But how, how... How does that not mess with you? That would mess me up. Um, well, I, you know, I don't, uh, it doesn't quite work that way. And, and I think that, uh, you know, first it's, 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 it's easy for me. I think my upbringing from my parents, yes. I, I was taught very early that, uh, you know, you, you, you don't brag, you, you, you humble yourself. I remember when I was eight years old, I was playing on a, a baseball team and, and uh, I was playing shortstop and late in the game, the coach called timeout and he put someone else in the game and I'm yelling from the shortstop position, you know, he's no good, what's he doing in the game? You know, we're gonna lose. And my mom is mortified in the stands. Yeah. And a few plays later, a few, you know, batters later, I'm diving and I make the game-saving catch to win the game. And, and it's the only time really I can remember in my entire athletic career that they picked me up, put me on the shoulders of my teammates and they're carrying me off. And I got yanked off the top. And uh, it was my mom. <laughs> and I, my mom. That's great. My, my mom is the most shy person you've ever met in your life. Uh -huh. I mean, she doesn't want any attention. And it just, you know, illustrates just how mad she was. That she was willing to go out there and do that. She yanked me off. She could not have been more upset. And, and I can tell you uh, that I learned a big lesson that day. And, and, and it's kind of carried me, I guess, uh, throughout my life. But I, on the other part of it, regardless of whatever your skills are, mm -hmm. whatever my skills are, and whatever the people in this audience's skills are, they're, yeah, you excel at certain things, and there's other things you don't. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, I'm like anyone else. I mean, I have my own insecurities and, and things like that. So there's plenty of things that I don't do well that I think keep me from thinking that I'm, you know, any more special than somebody okay, else. Okay, Troy, what would be an insecurity that you have? Because I'll, I'll be happy to tell you about my insecurities. I mean, I... Mean, well, I, I think for someone in, in my job... Yes. Uh, I don't find myself to be a great public speaker. You know, I mean, I, when I am asked to get... You know, this format here works fine for me. But the thought of getting up and speaking for 30 minutes and not getting any feedback and not having someone ask, I'm used to questions and answers. Yes. Uh -huh. you know, okay. My whole yeah, career was an interviewer asked me a question and I give an answer. Uh -huh. and then when I'm done talking, then that's up to you to ask me another question. Yes. And uh, so, you know, that part of it, I think people are kind of amazed that uh, that that's kind of terrifying. So, for like me. to preach a sermon, that would terrify no, I, you. I, I, I marvel when I was yeah, watching right. you earlier, and others who are able to do that. I think it's a real gift. I, you know, I, I wasn't given that gift, but I was given the gift of being able to throw a tight spiral. You know, and that's <laughs> kind of kind, kind that's, of where that's it ended, the truth. So. <laughs> Troy, the Cowboys need you now. We need you now, Troy. Well, I've said before. Thank you. 
I have said I will come out of retirement, but I'm not coming at a discount. I mean, I want, <laughs> I want full pay. So, <laughs> Troy, seriously, and and we uh, work out at the same gym and everything. You look, I mean, you look as good today as you did back in the day. Maybe you look stronger. Yeah, I actually feel, you know, this is, my good friend Babe Laufenberg was my yes. backup uh, mm -hmm. for a couple years. And, and I said late in my career, I said, I'm in the best shape of my career. And he says, you know, only old guys say that, right? <laughs> That's I mean, right. That's you don't right. hear 23-year-olds yeah. coming out of college saying, I'm in the best shape of my life. No, you know, you, you know. hear guys that are yeah. trying to hang on for another few more years. That's right. And, and uh, you know, I, but having said that, mm -hmm. uh, I am in better shape now than I was when I played uh, because I, I, I train differently, I eat differently, and, and all that. So, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not thrilled about getting older, but I, at least I feel fine. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that is good. You know? Troy, Larry Allen, at the end of his career, attended Fellowship Church. Uh, long story short, uh, our, our daughters went to the same school, et cetera. So, um, one time after church, they were like, oh, we need to go out to dinner with the Allens. So I'm sitting there, you know, with the Allens, and, and, and Larry's not the most talkative person. No, no, I had to, I, Troy, I was working, man, because you know I like to ask questions. You know I'm a little bit crazy. And I, I'm, I'm working to pull, you know, to pull questions out. And I'll never forget, he, he was drinking beers, and they looked like a little, I mean, this guy's a monster. <laughs> so finally I go, um, I go, Larry, you know, um, uh, I've, I've known Troy. He was like, yeah. And I go, uh, Troy's, Troy's a great guy. Yes, yes. And uh, he said, you know, one day Troy came up to me and grabbed me up by the face mask when I was a rookie and got in my grill. <laughs> and now Larry Allen, a lot of people, maybe you've never heard of him. How much did he bench Troy? Like, Well, he didn't six? then, but he went on to, at one point to bench 700 pounds. So okay. If you, uh, if you YouTube, it's on YouTube. If you, if you Google Larry Allen bench press, it'll show you the video, okay. 700 pounds, incredible. But Troy, I love that story. I didn't know that when I grabbed him by the face. No. <laughs> <laughs> but Troy, I love that story. I want to talk to you about this because I'm, I'm, I'm a fiery guy. I mean, I don't grab people up by the face mask or anything, but you know, we, we are in the trenches here, you know, doing what God has led us to do. I always say taking hell by the square foot, and it's intense, you know, and, and um, we, we have a climate of critique, and people ask me sometimes, well, how do you critique people, or how do you motivate people? And sometimes, Troy, I know, like that, you, I mean, you've, you've got to, and I've seen you on the sidelines do that. Yeah, quite often. And I do that, fact, I, I do know, that. Yeah, I, uh, I think the thing, you know, when you get into leadership and, and, and how to approach it, I, I just think you have to be uh, who you are. You know, I mean, I've never... Know your style, in other yeah, words. Yeah, I mean, I, I've read a lot of books. Uh, I, I like those types of books as to how different yeah. people have, have motivated, motivated. But I, I think at the end of the day, you still have to kind of be true with who you are. Yep. And, and I'm a pretty intense guy. And I, and I really was back when I was playing. And... And so I, it was hard for me to tolerate, um, not imperfection, because yeah. I didn't expect perfection. It was just hard for me to tolerate uh, when I felt there was a lack of effort uh, on someone's part, you know? And I thought that we were paid to do a job, and if someone Man, didn't so know how to line up, you know, at practice, or didn't know what route to run, I mean, th those, th th that's our job. We're, we're expected to know those things. And so uh, I, I wasn't, you know, drop balls, uh, you know, 
penalties when they weren't pre-snap penalties, mm-hmm. but you know the stuff that happens during the course of a play, none of that really bothered me. Yeah, you get frustrated with it, but right. but the mental mistakes when guys just didn't take uh, you know uh, the job as 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 uh, I guess as seriously as what some others did, then that created some frustration on my part, and I was not afraid to let people know about it. And, you know, and I'll be honest with you. I mean, now later in life, and now I'm not in that competitive, mm-hmm. as competitive of an arena, so my, uh, my blood pressure doesn't rise quite like it did when I was playing. And, and I had a lot invested, and I knew that my career ultimately was going to be judged on winning and losing. You know, mm-hmm. it was not going to be about numbers. And so, you know, I was... I was hell-bent on doing whatever I had to do to make yes. sure that that happened. And so sometimes I look back on my playing days and I think, you know, gosh, who was that guy? You know, the, the, but what makes me feel good, Ed, is that since I've gotten out of the game, and I had great relationships with all my teammates. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were some, I'm sure, that, I've, that I'm not familiar with that say, oh, yeah. he was a jerk and, yeah. you know, he was too tough and, and all that. But when I hear guys speak, because guys just don't go around and say, oh, let me tell you what you mean to me. And, yeah. you know, they, you know, That's they, right. no, they we don't, don't do that. We don't, no. But so when, when, I, when I hear former players do interviews and, they, uh-huh. and someone gets asked about me and they say, oh, well, let me tell you, he was a great leader and he really, you know, kind of held us accountable. It, it makes me feel good. So it, 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 I guess, affirms to me that even though I look back at times and, and think, man, what, what was I doing to them? They viewed it as a real positive and, and a great sign of leadership that, that helped our team you know, move forward and, and achieve what we ultimately were able to achieve. That's a great answer. It's the only one I got, so. Well, it is. <laughs> well, Troy, I mean, like sometimes people ask how intense, they say, you know, how intense do you get, ask me this question, like in staff meeting, well, uh, or, or, or critiquing. I was driving out of our campus yesterday and saw a sign that was referring people to signing up for this conference next year. I couldn't read the sign. So I call the, the gentleman who is overseeing all of our graphics, and I said, Scott, I can't read the flipping sign, man. We don't put a sign up, I said it like this, unless we can see it. Now, I also, Earlier that day, I had a meeting with Scott. Scott is an amazing staff member, and, and, and I encourage him. But I, people sometimes say, how loud do you get? Well, I said that. Or I'll go, man, I hate this front area. It was horrible. Let's put a sticker down there <laughs> to cover it. So my blood pressure, Troy, still rises <laughs> and, yeah. and falls. And I... I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I mean, I, I still, I work for Fox, of course, the broadcast games. There's times during a broadcast, there's times during a weekend where, where I'm frustrated with something. You know, we're showing something that I don't think is appropriate to what I'm talking about or, mm-hmm. you know, any number of things. And so, yeah, I still show frustration and, and still let guys have it. And, and, but I, at the same time, it's a, yeah. it's a lot like, you know, most everyone here has kids. I've got teenage daughters now, and, and it's, lo- it's a lot like being around kids. I mean, not that your peers are kids, but what I mean by that is, yeah, I'm tough, but at the same time, then later you put your arm around them and you tell them, hey, you know, you do a great job. I'm really fortunate to work alongside of you. And I think that it's important for people to know you appreciate them, but it's also important for them to know that that everyone is held to a standard. And uh, I, you know. Brilliant. In in the, uh, 
in the football. So you're, so you're preaching right now, Troy. Well, <laughs> here, 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 the reaction. Yeah, I've heard amens already. You got a good audience. I, <laughs> oh, I like they're this. great. I could talk in front of this audience. Um, I, I think that the in the sports world, that whenever I hear someone say, "Hey, they're a player's coach," I, I, boy, I kind of I was going to ask struggle you that. with that one. I, I don't like hearing that. I don't. You know, explain, explain what that is to some Well, to me, I think it carries, to coach? me anyway, it carries a negative connotation only because I think when you hear players coach, it means, it means that you just let the players do whatever they exactly. want. You know, the inmates are running the asylum. <laughs> and so I've never felt that that is the best way to go. I don't I mean, either. I just think that there's got to be a boss and that that person, that's it. You know, and, and I guess mainly because that, that was the world I grew up in with my father. You know, I mean, we all waited for him to walk in and see what kind of mood he was in to see, okay, is everything good tonight or, yes. you know, and, and so I'm used to authority and I'm used to having, a, you know, a leader of the house kind of dictate, you know, what, how things are going to go. And, and so when I hear someone say, wow, this guy's a player's coach, I just, I don't like hearing that. Uh, it's like a parent who just wants to be their kid's friend. And I have a responsibility as a parent to my girls right. to be their parent and sometimes you got to do hard things you know that's yeah players coaching sometimes uh, 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 pastors we can get into kind of having this cuddle fest thing and it ain't, it ain't no cuddle fest man I, I don't think I, I i totally agree you have to have standards and and you have to have authority and you know i think it's so important troy what you talked about regarding authority um authority is biblical God's a God of authority. I heard someone say a long time ago about authority. He said this, we need to get under those things, authority, that God has put over us, and then he'll put us over the things that are under us. So if you want to go up, get under authority. I like that. Okay, so you're, you're the field general, Troy, and, and, here's, and here's my opinion. Don't comment, because I'm not going to ask you to comment on this. This is my opinion. The last Super Bowl that you won, this is my opinion, don't, don't, don't comment. <laughs> I believe the reason the Cowboys won, we won, is because you, not only were the quarterback, were the coach of the team. I really believe that. I think you, I think if you look back, I'm not, I'm not hating on Coach Switzer, I'm just saying to you, and Troy, don't comment, <laughs> this, this guy right here, yeah, no, 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 I, I know, I know. And no one's never told me that, I just, me observing, I believe that. So, I'll ask you a question you can't answer. Jimmy Johnson, had he stayed around, how many more rings, Troy, would you have? <laughs> oh, you know, I, uh, I'm asked that a lot. I bet so. And my answer to that is, I. I don't know that we would have won more. I think we probably would have, yes. but I, I think when you start saying, oh, well, we would have won X number okay. more, and I, I just think it takes away from how really hard it is to win a Super Bowl. But, but what I do believe mm -hmm. is that had he have stayed, we would have been knocking at the door and competitive for mm -hmm. a long time. I mean, throughout my career. And I, I equate Jimmy to what he would have meant to Dallas a lot like what's happened in New England with Bill yeah. Belichick. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So, <clears throat> and I've told Tom, I've told Tom Brady that, uh, you know, he's in, a, he's in a real fortunate situation. Yes. Belichick is too, having Tom Brady as his quarterback. Oh yeah. 
but Tom is because he's got a coach who just allows him just to go play quarterback. And I knew what that felt like. I knew what it was like to just show up in the building and only have to do my job. Yeah, be a leader for the rest of the team, yes. but play the position of quarterback and let others play their position and just come in and not have to worry about a lot of the activity that's going on because Jimmy was in control of that. And a lot of that went out the door when, when, when Jimmy left. So unfortunately for me and our teams, you know, Jimmy was not a lifer when it came to coaching. I mean, he, he loved it while he was doing it, but he knew he was not going to do it for very long, mm-hmm. and he had other passions. And, you know, like yourself, he wanted yeah, to go fishing. fishing. He wanted to yes. fish. So that's he, a uh, biblical sport. You know that, Troy. Straight <laughs> yeah. from the Bible, fishing. I, I don't know how religious Jimmy is, but, uh, you know. I think he is. He I'll fishes. Let him know. You I'll let, let him, him know that. Yeah, you tell him that. Um, Troy, there's something else I was going to say, too. Oh, yeah. Dion. Now, I know you played with so many awesome athletes. Is he the fastest guy you've ever played with or not? Yeah, he was the, he was the best athlete. You know, ever? You've ever played with? No, no, no doubt. And, uh, I mean, you think about what he was able to do as a baseball player professionally yes. and then, then, you know, in the NFL. And you know, people now, they talk about shutdown corners. No one ever heard the term shutdown corner until Dion came along. And, and he truly was a shutdown corner. He would go weeks without guys even throwing the ball in his direction. I mean, he just didn't have to do anything. In fact, at the end of his career, he had a really bad toe and he just could not run yeah. like he had been able to. And, and he was not the same player, but yet he didn't, get, he didn't really get exposed for a few years later because people were still scared to throw against him because he was so good. And now we hear, we hear people talk about shutdown corners and you know, they, it's not it's not Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. I can promise you, mm-hmm. Troy. How, how much pressure do you feel before you go on the air each and every week? Because that's a grind. I, I mean, used, are you are I you nervous? To, I you? used to get really nervous. I used to. Yeah. Uh, it used to be really rough for me, and uh, because when we do our on camera to start the game, mm-hmm. uh, that's like a big moment in television. Oh. It's it's the only. It's the only thing that can be scripted, right? Because mm-hmm. everything else, then it's a live event. Right. Now you're just reacting to what's happening. And, and the executives put so much emphasis on this on camera. And I remember after my first year, uh, you know, I was, a, I was a wreck. And I'll, and I'll do a quick story. I went over to Europe and did games for the first time with Brad Cham before I'd ever done this for Fox. All right. And we taped our open, okay? And when we were taping the open... I kept messing up the names, and, 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 it started, and then it went from one take to two takes yeah. to five takes to ten takes, and, I, and each time I'm getting more and more frustrated. Now we're ten minutes away from kickoff, and Brad says, hey, I can just do this myself if you want, and I said, Brad, I'm the analyst. I said, I gotta be in the shot. You know I mean? I gotta yeah. say something before this game starts. So we finally get through it. Well, the night before my first preseason game after I'd signed with Fox, yes. we're in our meeting, and my producer says, uh, okay, well, Troy, you talk about this on the on-camera, and you know, we'll do this. And, and I said, we're taping it, right? And they said, no, 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 we do it live. I said, we do the on-camera live? And they said, yeah, and all I could think of was what happened to me in Europe. And so I was, I was a mess. And uh, the, the broadcast news episode where, you know, just a full sweat and all that, I, that was me and that deal. So it just, it was a, it was a hard time. And, and then when I went to work with Joe, uh, 
I remember the first time we met the night before the game, Joe, who had been, you know, shoot, he's a child prodigy mm -hmm. when it comes to broadcasting, yes. and, and he talked about how nervous he would get. And then, I, wow, I'm glad to hear that, you know, yeah. and I didn't act like I said, oh, yeah, well, really, you get nervous? Uh, uh, you know, I'm trying to play it off. Uh -huh. But it took, I'll be honest with you, uh, and I've said more here than I've ever said about any of this, but uh, it took me probably 10 years. It wasn't until about five years ago that I just finally, for whatever reason, just got real comfortable with it. And there's still days, I'm sure, with you even oh, doing the, the there's time. still days where I'm a, I'm a little uptight right before the game, but for the most part, it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, let's do the on-camera and go. But uh, it took a long time to get, to be able to settle down. And, and then you do the Super Bowl, and there's 180 million people watching it, and it's still, it's still just a camera and Joe and a couple other people in our booth. You know, nothing changes whether it's 10 million watching it or 180 million. I mean, for us, it's the same, but it's amazing what the old mind does to oh, you. Oh yes. Know? So it's, it's a different. It's like, uh, it takes you a while, Troy. And, and I, I told this to pastors. I told it to myself. You have to find your voice. You have to find it. You have to feel comfortable, and you have to do it long enough to where you know it. It. It, it kind of. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with that. So I, as, I'm how sure much, there's a lot of young pastors that yeah, they can certainly relate yes. to that. How much study do you, do you have to do during the week? Like, take me through a typical study week. You have a game coming up. What do you yeah, do? Yeah, so game ends. I get home on, uh, on the flight home on Sunday uh -huh. night. I watch that broadcast. So we let, me, let me stop there for a second. I think it's great for every pastor, youth pastor, children's pastor, watch yourself Speak. We watch every service, and we even critique. We even have a game film type thing every service. I hate to watch myself, but I do it, and this may be better. I think it's great. I, okay. I, I, agree. I, I wanted As to interrupt player, you. We watch. Yeah. There's not a pass I ever threw that wasn't critiqued. And so my first year in broadcasting, I worked with Daryl Johnston, who had been a teammate of yes. mine in Dallas, and we would do a game. We'd go back in the next week. We never watched the tape, and we asked. We said, "Hey, can we watch this? And you know, we'd like to know what you like about it, what you don't like about it." And they. They said, really? Well, yeah, we're, you know, we're athletes. We're used to being critiqued, you know, good or bad. You know, bring it on, you know, so. Would they critique you back at the Cowboys in front of people too, Troy? Yeah. Okay, yeah. give me, Everybody's I mean, would, in they, the room. would they yell uh, usually? Sometimes, or just, you know, if a guy's loafing off the line. Yeah, come or, on, yeah, know. but they, they may not go like, how, how would they, how would they critique you, for example? Let's say you With did Dallas? something wrong. Yeah, what you would know, they Norv say? would, you know, if I wasn't getting out from underneath right. center fast enough, he would get on to me, hey, look, you know, you got to get out of there. What are you doing? You know better than that. You know, whatever. Okay, okay. Some coaches would yell. Okay. It just depends on their style. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. But uh, so, yeah. So anyway, I watched the game uh -huh. on Sunday night on the flight home. It's, uh, it's, it's what, I, what I do is I look at it critically and try to say, okay, what didn't I like and what did I yes. like and why did I like it and why did I not like it? And I really try to coach myself on it. And others may have a different opinion, but that's the mm -hmm. thing about, it's, it's like yeah. preaching, you know? I mean, others may think it's great, you may not. But so then on Monday, uh, I get right into the next week opponents. Uh, I start working on my boards and, and looking up things, studying the teams, and then I usually get my film on Tuesday of the uh, teams that I'm gonna be covering that week and, and begin watching that. And, you know, it's all week long. It's, I wouldn't say it's a full-time job, but it's, uh, you know, it's probably three to five hours a day prior to getting to the site. And then I get to the city on Friday. I leave okay. as soon as I drop my girls off from school uh -huh. and uh, head to the airport and then get to the city. And then we meet with the home team. We watch their practice. And then we meet with the home team players, handful of them, and coaches. And then we have a crew dinner Friday night. And then we meet with the visiting team on Saturday and pull it all together and do the, then do the broadcast. And we do it all over again. So it's... Uh, 
kind of a repetitive week and not unlike what the pastors here do each That's week right. getting ready for sermon. Mm-hmm. Of which I'd like, <clears throat> I'd tell you this backstage, I've said everything else out here, I may as well say this. I, I, I admire watching preachers give these sermons uh-huh. and never really refer back to their notes and it goes back to my thing, like how can you talk for 30 minutes without, so uh, one of these days I'm gonna meet with you and, and yeah. go over how you prepare. Uh-huh. Well, I did not like, and, and I'm, I, the, the last talk I did, I had some elements that I liked, other elements I belabored stuff and I didn't like the ending, but I will go back, <laughs> we will go back and critique that um, um, in, in a couple of days and hopefully uh, tonight's, tonight's performance will be better, Troy, I have another one tonight. <laughs> You know, so so I'm feeling pressure, a little bit of pressure right now. Yeah. So I need to uh, 30 minutes. And uh, anyway, well, well Troy, uh, <laughs> you, Troy's also a great basketball player. We have some film back in the day. Uh, Troy played for Fellowship Church. I'm, I'm, we're gonna have some film. Look, look, look. Look at look at this. Boom. I was shocked, Troy. Look, boom. Look at him. Troy, look, 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 look at his pass. Look at that. Look at that. What do you think? I mean, how would you? What, what, look, look at my arms. Are those massive? Yeah. What, what are you? Yeah, you are an athlete. Oh yeah. Uh huh. So look, look, again, we, again, we show it. It's, okay. So Troy, tell us about your career, uh, like in basketball, because you're a good player. I was. I, you know, I was okay. I, I probably had more fun playing basketball than than I did playing football or baseball. Yes. And I think the reason was, was I knew that that was the one sport that I was not going to try to move on and play uh-huh. in college. So yes. I was just able to enjoy myself and uh, and have fun with it. And we beat, you know, the Cowboys with Michael Irvin, all those guys. I don't think they were used to getting beat. We no, just... they were not. Wasn't that great? I promise you they were not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they got pretty upset towards the end of that game, Yes, right? they did. And you were right yeah. there, too. I loved it. Yeah, Michael was part of the traveling Cowboys team. Oh, they would travel yes. all over the country playing, and they did not. They were like the Globetrotters, you know. They didn't mm-hmm. lose. I mean, that's we were supposed to be the Washington Generals that night. Little <laughs> did right. they know. Right. And we got Ed Young. Ed Young uh-huh. was on our team. Uh-huh. He wasn't going to let oh, us lose. Yeah. Wow, man, Troy, we, we we could talk all day. Um. I saw a little ten-year-old in the bathroom before I came out here. Yep. He was talking about lunch, so he may. I know. He's out here somewhere. I know. He's thinking, you know, when are we going to eat? Yeah, Lisa's at what now? Oh, that's a great one. Lisa, come up and ask Troy this question. It's better. Yeah, come on. You ask him because she can ask better. Yeah. No, come on, you can come on. Sit down. Or stand there. Okay, good. That's good. Uh, All right. How do you handle public scrutiny? Many people, um, you know, pastors are said, it's said about them that they live life in a fishbowl because people are watching what they do, how their families behave, all of that. How do you handle public scrutiny in your Great question. Great question. And uh, it's changed. You know, it's really changed now because (laughs) everyone now has a voice because of social media. And uh, you know how I deal with it, uh, at least I really just don't, I don't really pay it a lot of attention. I mean, I, I, uh, you know, I think I, I think I, you know, I shouldn't quite say it like that. I, I pay attention to the people who are critical whose opinion goes back to what we let off with, yeah. whose, opinion, whose opinions I respect, mm-hmm. and, uh, or who I know are knowledgeable about what it is that I'm doing. Um, but I kind of get a kick out of, uh, like, Twitter, and I'm on it. And, you know, and having played quarterback uh-huh. for the Cowboys and, and obviously a very visible job and a team that, that had a lot of success. And, and so, in, you know, dealing with the press... 
And fans, I guess you would hear from them, but not, you know, I don't recall them having a platform where they could really weigh in, but you know, you'd hear from them at games mm-hmm. and this and that. Uh, you know, I think kind of toughens you up a little bit. And I know that like for Joe, my broadcast partner, uh, Buck, he, he's, he, he wasn't on a team beyond high school, you know, and he didn't play uh, professionally and, and, and was scrutinized as, as heavily as what the professional athletes are. So, you know, for him, I think it's been a little bit harder to get, to get accustomed to. And, and we'll be in the, we ride to the airport together after our games. And, you know, if you do a search on a broadcaster during the event, Whew. I mean, it is, some of these people are pretty clever. I mean, they're funny and, you know, they say some things and you learn some new words and all that kind oh, of yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, we do. We do, Troy. And so I kind of get tickled by it and I, uh, I'm reading, hey, Joe, Joe. <laughs> Listen to this one, and I'll and I'll read it to him, uh, and and finally he just says, "Would would you please just stop? I mean, you're really depressing me." But I I don't pay a lot of attention uh, to it. I, I think social media is a is a race to the bottom, as 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 I've said. Whoa! Um, I've never heard a race to the bottom. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to preach that. That's a good sermon. A race yeah. to the bottom. <laughs> All right. Hasn't Troy Aitman been awesome? Troy Aitman. Thank you for listening to Leadership Uncensored. Check back the 1st and 15th of every month for a brand new episode. If you're a pastor looking for creative sermons, transcripts, and media, visit creativepastors.com. For more leadership handles, follow Ed on social media and check out edyoung.com. If you are looking for a church, we hope to see you at Fellowship Church this weekend.